Hi, I'm Brandon. I'm the father of two beautiful girls. And recently I looked around my house and saw that it was full of rainbows and unicorns and mermaids. That's when I realized that this is my daughter's world and I'm just living in it. What is up, Girl Dads? Just wanted to pop on here really quick to give a quick introduction on this. So Rebecca was on this show two weeks ago, and then I was blessed to be on her show as well. She gave me her uh, audio so that I could share it here as well. I think there's a lot of really good information, so I hope you enjoy the interview on her show. Again, please be sure to connect with Rebecca. She's got some great stuff regarding mindset, and she's good example of a solo parent. So I hope you enjoy this interview. I hope it has some some meaty information for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the It Starts With Heart podcast. I am here with a very special guest, Brandon. And Brandon is someone who I um, came across, stumbled across on social media. Um, I've mentioned it in one of my previous podcast episodes that I am really uh, making the effort to really branch out and network as much as possible. Um, I can be very, very guilty of being um, in the hustle mode for a long, long mm. time, just focusing on my own personal production. Uh, whereas I've been making myself um, the promise that I'm going to reach out to more people. The reason why I liked um, Brandon's profile is one, um, even though I do speak to a lot of men, um, I do not necessarily have men who look at my Instagram and think, oh yeah, it's, it's a page that I necessarily can connect uh-huh. with because obviously it's very feminine. Um, Brendan also has his own podcast. He's also an author um, and yeah, has loads going on. And I thought it would be really, really good for him just to share a little bit of value because I do know that there are quite a lot of guys who do listen to this podcast. I think it would be nice to hear um, the voice and opinion of, <laughs> of a male. Um, and yeah, so I'm just going to um, do this little interview and then, yeah, I'm sure you'll get some golden nuggets along the way. So, hey, Brendan, thank you so much for, for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. And, and I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I'm working on being open to opportunity, trying to say yes more than no. And then, you know what, when you start to say yes, then opportunities seem to be there. And they keep coming and type of a thing. And so like, it's funny that we're both kind of working on the same thing and then kind of connected. It's just how, it's just how it works. Definitely. So tell us, tell us a little bit bit about you, a bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I am in Arizona and in the States, um, married with two daughters, which is, it's part of my story really, because I, I grew up in, in, so Arizona is, I'm not sure if you're real familiar, we're kind of between California and Texas, which are two of the big states everybody thinks of. So we're not, we're not cowboys in Texas and we're not everything you think of in, you know, <laughs> surfers in, in California. We're kind of like in the middle of that, but mm-hmm. there's still a lot of country. And, and so like I grew up in the country a little bit more and almost a pretty male dominant. So there's me and my brother and then my parents worked a split shift. And so my dad was home in the evening and my mom was working. And so like after school, it was just me, my dad, and my my brother. So it was a lot of men. And so all I really knew was men things. I knew fishing. I knew hunting. I knew how to cook meat and potatoes. And that was it, you know, type of a thing. And then, you know, uh, God and his sense of humor found it perfect to bless me with two daughters. And now it's just kind of flipped my world upside down because I'm I'm learning so much because what I knew before, like the principles stick you know, but the, the approach is very different. 
now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a, a very fun journey that I love um, adapting and, and living life with these two girls. And they, they're really the inspiration for almost everything that I do. Love that. What's your favorite thing about being a dad? Uh, so I joke that my favorite thing is the fruit snacks and the vanilla wafers, you know, (laughs) because that's like, I'm, I'm still a giant child. And, but when you don't have kids, people look at you funny. If you're just sitting there eating a bag of fruit snacks, you know, are you digging your hand in the vanilla wafers? But, um, no, really there's two things. It's kind of a, a one coin with two sides. That really is my favorite thing is, uh, one, I love how much I get to teach them. So, I remember when I saw my, my first child, I, I saw actually, so we had our first child miscarried at 13 and a half weeks. And so like, I still saw his heartbeat. I still uh, like was immediately attached to him. Like I still love him. Um, but when I, I remember the first time I saw his heart, you know, like every heartbeat, everything just kind of changed for me. And then I saw potential like pure, like, I don't pure is like the right word, but it doesn't seem to convey my, understanding like pure unadulterated potential. Like it, it the, that embodied everything. Like it could be the best of the best, the worst of the worst. It was absolute potential. And so, you know, looking at myself, I was like, this kid has already got the potential to be better than me. And so like, I really love just pouring into this, into these kids so that they can far surpass me. Like I want to see that, like, I want to be, you know, passed out on the side of the road and then them still going hundred miles an hour, just like way surpass me. And so yeah. I love seeing them. I love teaching them and seeing them win. And then on the reverse side, they actually have impacted me in my life. And I've learned more from them than I ever thought was possible. So they taught me more about love than I ever thought. Like I never, I thought I knew about love. And then I had a kid and I was like, I didn't know anything about love. You know, they've taught me about myself, about uh, security, about being a man. You know, like I Mm -hmm. I joke because everything in my house is pink and unicorns and mermaids (laughs) and I am the only man in my house, period. And I had to come to grips with the fact that, you know, like my cups have Minnie Mouse on them. Like I'm not drinking (laughs) out of, you know, manly, manly cups Yeah, (laughs) or they have Disney princesses or, you know, I spend a lot of time with the Disney princesses and, and coming to grips with that that's okay, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, looking back on my family, you know, like it's, it's interesting how men, we, a lot of times we think that if we do these quote unquote girly things that we're going to lose our street cred. But Mm -hmm. if you think about it, yeah, if you've ever seen, you know, a man who's securing himself fully engaged with his daughters or, or sons, but for me, it's my daughters and, embracing all of that, whatever that means. Like Mm -hmm. there's, they could be sitting there with tiaras having tea, but you respect them so much more because, you know, it's funny that the fact that they don't care what you think they care, what their kid thinks almost garners more respect than if they were, you know, insecure and trying to manage the respect of everybody around them. And so just like those things of just living with them and, and caring what they think has really adjusted my mindset, my approach opened mm-hmm. me up to all kinds of things I never, I, that I thought I had figured out, but I really had no clue until I had that. Love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to just ask just one question um, around something you just said. So you mentioned about being secure um, and, you know, not like being more bothered about what your kids think as opposed to everyone else around you. Would you say that you've always had that mindset or is it something that you've 
had to develop. Oh goodness. No, no, no. Um, no. So I, so in, like I said, in a very male dominant, like you're very concerned about what people think. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. like a respect game, you know, like if you think of the old schoolyard, like you had to be tough. And if you weren't tough then you were going to get picked on. So you had to manage, you were managing expectations around you. So a lot of what men do is we, or did, I don't, I don't know if it's the same now, but when I was growing up and, and has lingered now is we, we generate personas. Like we kind of create a ring of influence of respect. And, and so that we can manage the perceptions, we can manage the expectations so that we know what's coming in, what's coming out. And we know that uh, whether I'm threatened or not threatened and, and all of these things, because we don't want to appear weak. We don't want to appear insecure, all of these things. And so, mm-hmm. Like I said, that's one of the beautiful things about being grown up in an almost all male house. And then now I live in an all female house mm-hmm. is that I did not know. And so like, and I mean, and all it's, it's a joke, but like, there's still times where I'm just like, hang on, wait, girls do what, you know, like that, <laughs> what? like you're, you're so much different than me. Like that doesn't make sense at all because so like. I just had to acknowledge that I don't, I don't know anything, you know, like growing up, we didn't get, you know, emotional intelligence classes, you know, like they were, mm-hmm. they taught us how to be honest, to work hard. And that's where your value came from, you know, and you get respect that has nothing to do with bringing up. I mean, it does have some impact on bringing up girls, but like, there's, there's so much more. And I really had to just say, I don't, and I don't know anything. And then that's been, that's been a, another part of the journey is letting go of some of that fear, that insecurity, and just embracing that I don't know and saying that I want to be the best dad for this kid. And my desire to be the best dad for them, the weight of that is so much heavier than the weight of judgment from other people. It mm-hmm. has allowed, is, is really freed me up. So like the, the burden of judgment was very heavy on me before kids but mm-hmm. then after kids, the love for kids is so much heavier than that burden that the that burden just kind of goes away. Okay, love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And guys, if you are listening to this, you need to um, definitely get onto Brandon's podcast as well, Dad in a Daughter's World. Um, tell us a little bit about that. So what was the reason for starting the podcast? Um, what's your mission? What's your overall goal with everything that you're doing at the minute? Yeah, yeah. So I started dad and daughter's, uh, world because, so, so I have another podcast that's, it's a faith-based based podcast. And, you know, we were incorporating so many elements of our life and uh, so much of what's impacting me and the lessons I'm learning came from our kids. But then like we are, the, the mission for that podcast was really about faith development in ourselves. And so like, I've kind of pulled some of the, the stuff that I've been learning with my kids into a separate podcast. And that's what this one is. And so it, it is partially an avenue for me to process what I'm learning. So, you know, like I'm reading books, I'm developing, I'm trying to figure things out so I can be a good dad. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if you can teach it, you know, it, like I have a boss that tells me that. So like, if you can teach it, then you really have a good understanding of it. So that has allowed me to process this. So then I can internalize it and implement it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real emotional motivation behind it was that when I started, so like when we were pregnant, and yeah, it, you know, throws it off. I say we, because like I, everybody's like, no, it's not we, it's she. And I was like, well, <laughs> like, you don't, I was, I'm invested, 
right? Like I was mm-hmm. all, all in. And so like I was carrying burden. It might not have been the exact same burden, but like I, I wasn't down at the bar drinking scotch, smoking a yeah, cigar while the woman was at home for, yeah. making babies. You're going like through that, everything. You're going through everything together, aren't you? So. Yeah, that wasn't me. Like I was managing. I was like, how much folic acid do you need in your diet today? Okay, so then we're doing, you know, like I, I was invested. So I do say we, when we were pregnant. Um, like uh, to be honest with you, when we were pregnant, um, women were very mean to me. Like uh, they were just it felt sometimes like, Hey, you know, this is an opportunity for me to kind of lash back out on, on what I felt throughout my history of, you know, men treating me poorly. This was an opportunity where I knew nothing. And so like, I, I did not have a lot of supportive female influences and mm-hmm. I didn't have any really supportive male influences. Cause again, the male influences in my life are very work hard, be respect, you know, those things. And so, you know, my dad was there, all of those things, but they, you know, my dad didn't change diapers, you know, like that's one of his, he's like, I didn't, that wasn't me. Right. I couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. so when I, when I first started, it really came to a peak because they did a, at my work, they did a baby shower for me and somebody else. And one of the games was putting diapers on and I didn't know how to put a diaper on. Um, you know, it's funny now because it's so simple, but like, I, I really had no clue how it worked. I never yeah. Seen one before. Like yeah. I never, and you just don't know what you don't know, but everybody made sure that they knew that I didn't know that, you know, like they, they made a point of making me feel like I was dumb for not having known that. And that was very frustrating to me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until in the hospital that I, again, like I said, the, the fear of judgment was far less than my desire to be a good dad. So I just kept asking, and eventually when we were in the hospital, the nurses there, um, you know, neo nurses are, are godsends. They're wonderful, wonderful people that are there because it's their calling and they're the right people. And when I showed a desire to learn, the nurses just kind of poured into me and they respected me because I wanted to be there. And mm-hmm. that was the first time I was like, okay, that felt good. You know, now I'm engaged. And I was like, I wonder how many other dads kind of shrunk back because the pride took a hit, right? Somebody made them feel bad because they didn't know something. Yeah. And that absolutely. pride took a hit. And instead of just like, you know, because in reality, you know, like, again, when we've spent so much time cultivating this aura of respect or pride, or like, this is me, I'm macho. And then it takes a hit. Like we either are going to hit back harder and then mm-hmm. that damages, or we're going to shrink back and leave. And I didn't want either one of those things to happen. Right. It, my biggest yeah. fear is that you know, a dad's going to get teased because he didn't know something and he's going to shrink back and not engage. And -hmm. that's what I don't want because I I do feel like culture right now is kind of um, driving down the value of dad in the family. And, and I, I don't think that's, you know, again, I know you solo parent, I can be done, but you know, from my position, I'm a dad, I think my role is critical and I think it's Mm -hmm. important. And I don't want that to be diminished and I don't want somebody else who wants to be engaged feel like they can't because they're afraid of, you know, they, that pride, that ego took yeah. that hit and now they're kind of shrinking back from it. So yeah, um, you know, absolutely. My, my, my tagline is encouraging men to take up that mantle of dad, you know, like just mm-hmm. like you're a superhero, man, just like step into it and let's own it regardless of what happens. 
Yeah, thank you so much for all of that. It's so valuable because there's definitely going to be people listening to this who can completely relate to what you're saying because you literally hit the nail on the head that, um, because you hear it, don't you? You always hear, you know, like um, people like talking up about the mum and then down about the dad. And But it's so That's... important because it's true. It's a knock of confidence. If you're con- constantly getting slammed for, for not knowing stuff and I, I can't say anything anyway because I'm just going to tell you a little bit that you might find a bit funny. So when I was, um, when Hallie was a few months old, I can't remember how old she was when she, I think she must have been about between four and six months when they start weaning them onto proper food. I didn't even Mm -hmm. know what weaning was. So I had the health visitor (laughs) around my house and she's like, are you excited to start weaning? And I was like, sorry, (laughs) what's weaning? (laughs) And she's like, you know, like introducing it to solid foods. And I was like, oh, I can't cook so no and she was like no you must be able to cook I was like no I've actually I genuinely had like I used to get really really panicky at the thought I couldn't I couldn't see myself physically cooking Hallie a meal um, and actually giving it to her at dinner time like it sounds bizarre I know but I've never known how to cook and that was my big thing but you've got to learn and I'm still not a great cook now to be fair but um it's like having like having the confidence to just think do you know what I don't have to know everything because I can learn what I need to learn right that first day I was already a parent for months and didn't know what weaning was do you know what I mean like no mm-hmm. nobody's Absolutely. perfect um so I think yeah. people will take a lot of value from what you just said and I suppose it can apply it to other things in life obviously this is a mindset podcast where um we're giving value around like people's like way you're thinking and if anyone's listening to this who isn't a parent or isn't a parent yet um you can still take things from this it doesn't matter what you what you don't know because you can learn anything and um yeah and again I'm a prime example of that because I always say I used to bang average at everything I was bang average at everything in school and obviously that's another another thing we're talking about you now anyway so uh, we'll move on and um one of the things I'm just really curious about I know I mentioned that you um have some books And this is something Mm -hmm. that I saw when I was, you know, like looking around your profile and stuff. And I'm curious to know, um, like, what are your books? What are they about? How can people get hold of them? Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 in my journey to figure out, you know, who I am and and my calling on my life and everything, uh, one of the things that's been a a string throughout is that I, in my heart of hearts, I'm a storyteller. And Mm -hmm. so if you listen to the podcast, there's almost always going to be a story that's framing the topic that I'm talking about because stories communicate truth in dynamic and layered ways, in ways that facts can't. It's different because it's experiential and we can process experiences through multiple lenses. And so I'm, I'm a storyteller. And so, you know, that's where a lot of my things come. I know a lot of people journal because that's similar. It's kind of taking your mind out. I process while writing stories Mm -hmm. Uh, because part of what I do and part of the things that I'm good at is is taking kind of the chaos and turning it into order. So that's kind of what I do in a a day-to-day job per se. And so, you know, like having ideas and concepts and all this stuff whirling around and then creating order out of it so that I could use it and apply it. That's what writing has been for me. And so uh, it is, it is my, emotional processing. It's my, it's my brain processing. It is my create one of my creative outlets because everybody is creative. You just have to find the outlet. It can be 
one of my creative outlets is cooking, it's food. The other one is storytelling. And I do storytelling in almost every facet that I can. And so, yeah, I, I got into it. I've always wanted to, I was involved in like independent film when I was a, you know, in school and that's a, that's a joke, but uh, the part of it is always the story. I love the stories. And, and so when I got married, my wife, you know, this was a while ago, you know, she was reading the twilight books. And so, because she was all into them, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, the whole world was into it, you know, I was like, all right, I'll read it. And I was like, Psh, I can write a better story than this. Like I can totally <laughs> write a better vampire. Story. And so like, I set out to do it. Did I, I don't think I accomplished my mission. Not even a little bit. <laughs> but it, I, but I put it out there, you know. I was like, you know yeah, what? definitely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it, and so that's what my first one is. It's my attempt to try to write something better than Twilight. Uh, my second one, and, and they're all short stories. They're all probably about under an hour to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second one was right after I'd had my my first daughter, my oldest daughter. We were driving to California, and just I was processing the the extent that I was learning that I would go for my daughter. Like I I didn't like, you never really know, like if something bad were to happen, you don't know your response. You don't know if you're fight or flight, you don't know any of these things, but when it comes to kid, you're like, I know that whatever my response would be, I would take it to the nth degree for this kid. And I never had that feeling before. And so part of that, it's a, a kind of like an apocalyptic story about a mom and dad and a daughter uh, trying to survive type of a thing, like a meteor is coming to hit and they're, you know, the world's in chaos and it's how far these parents are going for this, you know, to try to help lift this kid up so that they, they keep going. That one, I, I, it's a tearjerker, um, you know, or I hope it is anyway, that was my goal is to make everybody cry at least twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my most, my most recent one is me processing, you know, like with, with the lockdowns, with being locked up. And again, in the States, I know everybody's influenced by uh, the politics over here because like I've, I have done some travel and they all, everybody that we talked to came to us and like, yes, everything that happens in the States impacts everyone else. And I was like, I didn't realize that. So that was interesting. And, And so I needed to process a lot of what's going on. It's, it's social, it's political, it's religious, it's, everything that's going on. And then I also have a cousin who was a military and is struggling through some PTSD uh, and some, all of the issues that come with serving in the military of, uh, you know, the war on terror, basically for 25 years. Like you don't, you don't come out of that hole. And so I needed that, but that hit home close to home for me. So I needed to process that. So I was processing all of these different things. And it's kind of a political thriller of, you know, like if you have the capability to do something good, are you obligated to do it? Are you not obligated? Like, do you run and hide or do you stand up and help? What does help look like? And it's me kind of processing, processing that. So yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's what my short stories on. They are all on Amazon. They're all Kindle books. They're all like 99 cents. You know, they are short stories. Um, I think they're, I think they are getting better as they go along. So if anybody does get into them, the first one, you might be like, Oh, that one was a little rocky, you know, but the second one's a little better. The third one's a little better. And then I, I, my goal is to have two, I'm trying to write two this year. So I'm trying to level up. And then the more I do it, the better it'll get. And cool. So, yeah. so, so on Amazon then, so how are they best to find them? The best to type the title in or do they search your name? How can people like just, they can navigate around easily and find them easily. Yeah. The easiest way 
probably will be through Instagram. So on mm-hmm. Instagram, I have a link tree on there and it mm-hmm. takes you straight to Amazon to where my page is because, you know, as much as, you know, my girls think I'm a big deal, you know, Amazon doesn't have the same opinion of me. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's hard to search my name or, or the way that I have okay. it set up. So the best way I would say is connect with me on Instagram, uh, Brandon underscore C underscore Ray, um, hit the, the link has all the, the, to the podcasts, to the book, to everything that I'm involved in. Amazing. Thank you for that. And um, just following on to my next one then for you and something that I'm curious to know, what would you say is the biggest piece of advice that you could give to um, any parent? Yeah. Yeah. Um, This, I, again, like I, I have been really at the podcast being the, you know, the processing of everything that I'm learning from my experience with my kids and from reading, um, it's really all kind of been coming to this culmination of modeling and you have to model what you want them to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you, you got to practice what you preach. Okay. So we've all heard it, you know, people listen to 10% of the words you say and 90% of it's your body language. Kids absorb everything. They're, they're so aware and they're so, because they're so present, like we get lost in the future and the past and all of these concerns. Kids don't have that. Kids are 100% in the moment and they're present. And so because they're so present, they absorb everything, your body language, your responses, they are just sponge. I mean, every single thing, which is one of the reasons why I love that you, you bring your girl with you everywhere is because she's learning from all that stuff. She's going to learn from your Mm -hmm. failures. She's going to learn from your wins. Um, And that challenges us to do better. But really for me, I, I, it came to me, the message I wanted to tell my girls was that, Hey, you can do anything that you, and not the whole, the trope of you can be whatever you want to be, but it was like, if you want this, you can go after it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like you can make whatever dream you want reality. But then when I looked at myself, I was sitting back kind of hiding in fear, not pursuing my dream because because I was afraid. And I was like, I've lost so much of my life to fear. And I don't want my kids to lose any of their life to fear because Mm -hmm. fear is is the greatest debilitator. It just keeps us from everything. And so I was like, well, if I want them to not be afraid to fail, not be afraid to go out and do stuff, to, to be able to, I can't just say, hey, go do it don't be afraid, go do it. No, (laughs) I have to go out there. They have to see me shaking. They have to see me nervous and then do it anyway, because they're going to, they're going to learn from what we model always. And and so they're going to pick up from us more than they're going to listen to us. And I mean, Mm -hmm. like we've all experienced it. My, my girls listen to like, they don't listen to the wavelength that my voice is on. Like uh, they, they don't hear my voice at all, but they are (laughs) learning. So like you said, work ethic, they're going to pick up those things from seeing us do it. And so if, if there's any parent out there, actually, you, you got to realize that what you model is what they're going to know. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you have bad relationships, guess what they're going to know when they get older, bad relationships. And that's what they're going to understand is the normal. So what we really have to do is we have to better ourselves. We have to dig deep. We have to clean house. We have to fix some stuff up and then move forward. It doesn't have to be perfect. You can, you can screw up a hundred times but just keep moving forward towards, you know, growth and they will then learn to move forward in growth. And that's really all we can ask them to do. 
Yeah, 100%. Thank you again for sharing that. And um, obviously, there'll be a lot of people who are listening to this podcast who don't have children, who have no plans of having children. Have you got any advice for them? Um, <clears throat> yeah, actually. So it's just that it's, I think it's harder to to achieve this. So one of the, the things that I said earlier was that, you know, my kids have taught me more than I ever thought. And mm-hmm. so what kids are, is they're a, they're a mirror, right? And so one of the things that, you know, to my detriment is I'll, I'll say that sucks a lot or, you know, like, man, that sucks. And so then my kid who's two years old, she's like, dang it, that sucks. And I was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, oh, that's, that's me. That's like <laughs> context, tone, everything was me. And so what they are is they are our best mirror. They mirror mm-hmm. our faults. They mirror our strengths. They mirror everything. And so like, when you look at them and you're like, you shouldn't have done that. And then you're like, crap, you're doing exactly what I just did two hours ago. Yeah. It, it generates a self-awareness that only actors, podcasters, you know, like somebody who does a podcast and they have to edit it. You listen to your own voice and you're like, Oh my God, I just said, uh, uh, a hundred times. Or I just said, yeah, <laughs> you know, mine is okay. You know, I was like, I just said, you know, 10 times in the five minute podcast. Like, I can't believe that. So it, it's a mirror. It creates a reflection of you and that generates self-awareness and self-awareness is what's needed for growth. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have something like a kid who is going to brutally be honest with you because they don't understand, they don't have the social nuances that we do as adults, yeah. You know, either one, find a coach or somebody who can be honest with you in that way so that you can generate the self-awareness, you know, or, or do whatever you got to do. Like you, you need that mirror. You need a real reflection, not your rose colored one of your mom who told you you're wonderful at everything you do. You know, like you need real truth to reflect back on you so that you can be honest with yourself. You can be self-aware and then you can work on growth. Great advice. And you've just given me about three ideas for three new podcast episodes. <laughs> so thanks for that for both ways. <laughs> My um, pleasure. <laughs> but yeah, no, so valuable though, because I know that obviously some people, like I said, they, they're not all, they're not going to relate to every single thing that we're saying. Um, because not every single per- uh, person who listens to this is a parent, but it's you, you're 100% right. The benefit of having like one of the obviously one of the many benefits of having a child mm-hmm. is you get to you you 100% hit the nail on the head in like they are a mirror of you so it is it makes you be a better person because you know they're just going to be copying everything that you do then obviously right. you want the best for them so you right. need to be the best you so 100% get that so thank you and what is coming next for you what is, what have you got any plans this year what are what can we be looking out for yeah so uh on my, on the personal side. So like I said, I I do have a a second podcast that it's, if you're interested in the faith-based world, it's about meaningful conversations and delicious beverages. So I'm a coffee roaster. So I roast coffee and we sell coffee through that for that conversation. Uh, So we're going to keep digging into that. And then for the, the dad and the daughter's world, I'm opening it up. I'm trying to talk to more people, get more perspectives, uh, do more interviews, just really broaden my net and my experience there. Uh, and then ultimately my, one of my goals is I'm working with somebody, I'm trying to develop a coaching program, um, around kind of a holistic approach. So there's so many, there's there, like you, like you have mindset coaches, right. And then there's mm-hmm. professional coaches. I have a health coach, a health and fitness coach. So 
I, I don't want to be another drop in the bucket, but there is this, I think there's an opportunity to kind of take everything all together. That's a little bit mindset, a little bit professional, you know, a little bit sales and marketing and all of these things and take what I know. And then what the, my partner knows and kind of bring them together into this really, mm-hmm. you're a whole person who does business, who has kids, who has a life and how do you do the best of that? And so really, you know, build a growth um, mindset program there. And so that that's, I'm hoping to have that by the end of the year. Um, again, I'm working with, uh, with somebody else. And so it's, it's, we're still developing the content and the program. And I'm really hoping to have, have that out and, you know, be talking to a couple of people by the end of the year to, you know, really just figure out how. So like, if you are a parent and you're an entrepreneur and you're like, Hey, there's a lot going on and you need somebody to just kind of sit down and talk with, like, I don't, I might not have like an official website going on it yet, but mm-hmm. you know, like we can, we can definitely figure some stuff out to where we can get some time and just help with prioritization, organization, you know, what's going on, processing, what are feeling, like, what are we actually feeling? Are we stressed out? Are we angry? Or, you know, and then uh, address some of the stuff that we got to do to win, because if we, if we're winning, we're feeling good, we're going to be better parents. We're going to be better uh, employees, better business managers, all of the things if we're, we're doing better. So it, it, it's not separate. It's, it's holistic. Like, like you, I love what you do because you're a parent and an entrepreneur and a business manager and they're not, you don't live three different lives. You live Mm -hmm. one life with all of these facets and that's what we all need to do, but we all tend to compartmentalize and it's hard to do that. And it's hard to transition from a compartmentalized life to a holistic life where you can be happy. Amazing. Thank you for that. And you touched on it earlier in regards to your um, Instagram, but you just want to, can you just remind everyone, where's the best places to get hold of you? Um, And yeah, tell us, tell us where to get hold of you eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So Instagram is the best place. I'm, I'm, you know, on there the most, I would say that's probably, and again, the link tree in the bio is what then kind of sends you to everywhere that it, that is for me, yeah. because that's, that's the easiest way. It's a centralized point. Um, but it's Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N underscore C underscore R-A-Y, Brandon C. Ray. And that's, uh, that's the best place to find everything that I'm working on. But uh, dad and a daughter's world is on Apple, Spotify, you know, it's on the, on the major ones. If there's a channel that you listen to that I'm, I'm not aware of, you know, send me a message and I'll, I'll do my best to get the, the feed onto that one so that it's easy for everybody to get a hold of. And, and yeah, I would love for you to listen to the podcast. It's usually a little bit of fun story, a little bit of laughter, and then hopefully with a decent um, message that you can take and apply to your life because everything that I'm talking about is what I'm doing right now and applying to my life. So we can just kind of do it together. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. It's been an absolute pleasure you being on this podcast. Um, And yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening, folks. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this with all those girl dads you know. I just want to give one last quick shout out to Inkledo. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Uh, I encourage all of you to please go get some of their delicious coffee or join into one of their meaningful conversations. You can find Inkledo podcast everywhere that podcasts are streamed.